now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Friday version of the Two Guys at a Mic show. Thank you so much for joining us. Plenty to talk about here on a busy, busy sports weekend. We hope to talk with you. You want to check in with the uh, big dog and the coach over the next course of this 57 minutes and 38 seconds that they allow us. Here in the TalkZone.com, you can do it at 888-463-6748. From the Kentucky Derby to NBA basketball, to Chicago Cub Baseball, we will span the globe, we'll spin the globe. We might even put a few ink blots on the globe. Who knows? Enjoy the music. The Talk Zone.com. Not sure why I thought of this. Random thoughts, uh, David Olson, as we do have the Kentucky Derby right before us. Big Bulls, Atlanta Hawks playoff game. We'll talk about that great baseball series coming up this weekend. Very excited about Cincinnati Reds taking on the Chicago Cubs. Good challenge for our 2011 Cubs, which uh, so far I kind of like. Very likable team, if not overly talented. Uh, certainly a chance to contend, and we'll find out maybe this weekend if they got a chance to contend. But uh, speaking of the globe, I said spanning the globe. You don't see do kids today the good old-fashioned globe that we used to have in grade school? You know that puppy? It's got little, little bumps on it for the rivers and the deserts, you know, different terrain for different different bumps for different terrains. Do they still make, like, the good old-fashioned globe with the Internet and all the technology? Now, I wonder if kids today, I don't know why I thought of this. It's not a major social crisis, but, uh, you know, I like the good old-fashioned globe, that baby you could spin on the little cycle. Something special about that. Don't know. Can't hear you. Kids, the kids today probably have no idea what a globe is. Probably not. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know, you explained to them like a phone booth. Like, huh? What is a phone? I used to uh, teach shooting. Now I don't use the expression anymore because today's teenagers have no idea what I'm talking about. I used to call it phone booth shooting. To work on the arch elbow in, you go straight up, pretend like you're shooting in a phone booth. That's open at the top. Great expression. Kids used to understand it. Now they look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Go play with your globe. All right. Random thoughts. 888-463-6748. The phone number. Got a big NBA basketball game here in the city of Chicago. Game three. Chicago Bulls taking on the Atlanta Hawk. Going to be good stuff right there. No. NBA playoffs yesterday. That's the first time we can say that in a while. An empty day. Uh, really only one NHL game, too. I think the um, Vancouver Canucks knocking off your Nashville Predator, 3-1. to one. So kind of a quiet day yesterday, but a big sports weekend coming up. 6 o'clock TNT today. Bulls take on Indiana. You follow that puppy up with Boston taking on Miami Heat. And then, of course, you got some big games tomorrow, too. Want to watch that Oklahoma City-Memphis Grizzly game NBA playoffs starting to heat up. But uh, tonight should be interesting. 6 o'clock. Bulls taking on the Atlanta Hawks. And man, oh, man, Carlos Boozer just taking an absolute beating, is it? Sports boredom? Do we have nothing else to talk about? I mean, I understand Boozer's not playing that well. How much the injury is affecting him, you know, I, I can't say. From everything I've heard, including my good partner, the big dog, who hopefully will be checking in here in a couple of minutes, the turf toe. 
Doesn't sound very, you know, it's only the big toe. Turf toe. Come on, cut it out. From what I have heard from those that have had it, I've never had the turf toe. I've had baby toe. I've injured the third toe. Or the worst injury, one of the worst injuries I had, Dave, was when I injured the uh, that fourth toe. The one right next to the big toe. Very, very important digit. That was a pain, painful moment in my young career and one that, quite frankly, was a little bit too painful to speak of over the radio. But I've never injured the big toe, and then it emanates up the top of the foot into the ankle. I never had the turf toe. But be that as it may, take it easy on Carlos Boozer. Man, oh, man, the media has jumped in. I don't know who's feeding the frenzy more. I don't know who's the flame in the fire more. Is it the media or the fans, the fans and the media? My goodness. And I understand the guy's getting, you know, millions and millions of dollars, tons of money to play basketball and obviously to play better than he has in the last third of the season and the first start of the uh, early part of the NBA playoffs. But, geez, the guy's just taking some serious abuse. Eh, bring back Jake Cutler. Carlos Boozer probably wished Jake Cutler was back in town. Wow. Anyhow, we'll see if he can uh, respond. He's been weak. No question about it. He has not been... Uh, the 20.12 rebound machine that we expected, unable to score in the low post, no explosion. Is it the injury? Is it lack of fire? Or is it lack of uh, explosion? Because of the injury, you know, only his hairdresser knows for sure. By the way, speaking of his hairdresser, he could use a little work in that area. Booze, good-looking guy. A little strange. Kind of an intimidate. Maybe the hairdresser goes for that intimidation look. But maybe once the season's over, I, you know, the, the hairdresser's got to take it easy. Boozer could use a little work in that area. A little eyeshadow, maybe. A little rouge around the cheeks to lighten things up. Add a little feminine touch to a Carlos Boozer. Just say it. Not say it. I'm just saying I'm not saying it, as someone in sports talk radio would say. But, uh, all right, so we got uh, Carlos Boozer. That story will unfold. A lot of people saying Taj Gibson. Going to get some PT for him. We will see. Derek Rose coming off a 10 for 27 game, uh, not that I'm doing it on purpose, but I think I'm the only guy in the media sort of firing on Derrick Rose. I didn't like the way he played game two. Did not like the way he played game two, and I made the comment, and, and I'll stick by it. The 22-year-old, not rookie, but second or third year uh, mini veteran out of Wake Forest, Jeff Teague, he's playing a truer point guard right now than Derrick Rose. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, Derrick Rose got to score. You know, who else are the Bulls can score? That's a bunch of garbage. Not that Derrick Rose doesn't need to look to score. They need him to score. And he will in the normal course of the game. But stop ball hogging. Stop pounding the ball. Pass the ball to your teammates. you got plenty of scoring threats out there. Lou Aldang. Joe Kimnoa putting some points on the board. Get the ball to Boozer a little bit earlier in the possession. When the guys off the bench come in, you got plenty of score in there. Taj Gibson and Kyle Korver. So uh, D-Row, pass the ball a little bit today. Work off the ball. You can rest a little bit. Go easier on the ankle. Stop the dribble, 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 dribble. That's just a little friendly advice from your friendly coach here on the TalkZone.com. I also heard, what was it, some show I think last night where they were talking about, uh, actually they are talking about Joakim Noah and trying to defend Joakim Noah a little bit and talking about him being uh, you know, the Bulls' best defender. And I would disagree with that. I think Luol Deng. And Keith Bogans are probably our top two defenders. Joakim Noah is an excellent defender. If you watch him on the perimeter, semi-quick big guys can beat Noah to the basket. His feet, his first step quickness is not great if you want to really break it down. 
if you want to really break it down. He's an excellent defender. I call him our third best defender. He's overall very good post defender. But during the course of the conversation, they uh, were talking about, well, Joe Keem's also the second best passer on the Bulls besides Derrick Rose. And they just automatically assumed that Derrick Rose was the best passer on the Bulls. And then they went on to a little bit of a discussion who was the second best and third best passers on the Chicago Bulls. And uh, and here I go again. People are going to say I'm a Derrick Rose passer. I love the kid. I love the kid, but but he's a below average passer. Below average. Anybody that cares to differ, 888-463-6748. And again, I'm not just saying this for a fact. I said the same thing about Michael Jordan. And I remember my old partners, uh, you know, Brian Bauer and, and Mark Carmen and and by the way, Mark Carmen getting his own show, David Olson out in Kansas City, an ex-Morning Breaker, an ex-TalkZone.com guy. It's outstanding. Congratulations to Carmine. But these guys would look at me like I'm crazy. What do you mean Michael Jordan wasn't good? Pa- he was not good passer. Oh, how about those kickouts to John Paxson? Give me a break. A lot of guys could have, you know, penetrated and kicked the ball out to John Paxson. When you get as much attention as a Michael Jordan or a Derrick Rose, you start to put the ball on the floor. Two guys, three guys are guarding. There's people wide open. There's people wide open. Now, I read the stat line, you know, Derrick Rose, eight assists, Derrick Rose, nine assists, yada, yada, yada. I watch the games. Okay? All you got to do is watch the game. Tell me how many times Derrick Rose really makes a wow pass. On occasion. I'm not saying he's a terrible passer. I'm just saying he's slightly below average for an NBA point guard. For the amount of time he has the ball in his hands. And the percentage of times he makes a really good pass to a teammate that sets up a basket, it's a low percentage. It's just my analysis. All right? So I, I would have, you know, Joe Kim Noah, pretty good passer. Underrated, about to use an underrated passer is Kyle Korver. Guys come out on him. He has learned through uh, probably back in his high school days, as good a shooter as he could dump that pass inside pretty well. I don't know that we have a great passer on the Bulls. Jason Kidd. The Dallas Mavericks was, and, and to a lesser extent still was, a great passer. Darren Williams, the ex-Illini, ex-Utah Jazz, now playing on the New York, uh, the uh, New Jersey Nets. That's a great passer. You can watch every game. And he'll make six or seven wild passes. Derrick Rose gets one or two a game. All right, enough of that. 888-463-6748. David Olsen throwing hands up. You disagree? It, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. Sure it no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You can't treat Derrick Rose as a true point guard. You can't judge him by that because he's expected to be more than that. Yeah, that's true. He's expected to be more than that. You yeah. can't treat him like that. Okay. He's not a role player. He is your star. Okay. He is the focus of your offense. Fine. So you can't you can't judge him by criteria of the other point guards. Then I won't. But but I'll still make the statement that he's not a he's not a great passer. He's still below. Everything you said is true. But I'll still say Derrick Rose is a below-average passer. Whatever you want to call him, a one, a two, a three, a four, you know, whatever it is. As an NBA player, he's a below-average passer. He doesn't do that many great, great wild passes. I understand what you're saying about holding him up to other other point guard. Maybe that's an unfair comparison because he does certainly score more than Jason Kidd ever did. All right, enough getting down on Derrick Rose. I love the kid, Chicago kid. Great attitude. Great attitude. Mother's Day coming up this weekend. His uh, speech where he thanked mom was as heartwarming as any uh, professional athlete I've seen in a speech for a long, long time. By the way, to all the mothers out there, a happy Mother's Day weekend. A lot of people don't know it, but me and Joel actually found out a couple of years ago we are related. 
Yeah, we found it. his mother and my mother are both mothers. How about that? Happy Mother's Day weekend, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We got anybody out there that celebrated Cinco de Mayo yesterday? We told Joel when he left the show to drink responsibly. He said he uh, wasn't going to drink and he wasn't going to be responsible. The fact that he's not coming on the show today, David, only can mean one thing. He possibly did not listen to our advice. Or worse, yeah, he didn't listen to his own advice. I know the real reason Big Dog's not coming on today. He knew that I'd be getting into a little bit of Kentucky Derby, and he absolutely despised. He humors me, goes along with it a little bit, but the guy just absolutely hates any kind of Kentucky Derby talk. So we'll limit it a little bit today. Any of our listeners out there, you want to talk Kentucky Derby? I know I'm a big horse racing guy, and I appear to be a party of, uh, if not one, a very, very small party in the uh, love of horse racing. In fact, they're talking about a lot, closing a lot of tracks, Arlington. Probably the most popular track in the Chicago area, at least the suburban Chicago area. This could be its final year. It might not even make it all the way through the year unless it gets the uh, dreaded casinos. That's how sad, how far horse racing has dropped. A lot of people out there probably don't think it's sad. Who cares about it? I still think there's something cool. Something very cool. Mono versus mono. Horso versus horso. Straight competition. The speed and the power. And the size of those horses firing down. And it's amazing how thin their legs are, too. I'm always amazed at how fast and how powerful they are and how skinny their legs are. You hear about the tragedies of horses breaking their legs. When they break their legs, they basically are put to sleep and end their lives within minutes after that. But it's amazing it doesn't happen more often. But you get those top horses lining up against each other. The jockeys, underrated athletes unto themselves. Races over in a couple of minutes. It's just, to me, it is a, a competition amongst the most purest of sports. Just raw speed. And the battle of the jockeys and the battle of the horses. I'd get into it. Again, I'm a small party. But Arlington Park might not make it. A lot of these racetracks might not make it unless they get casinos. That's how far the sport has dropped. So we will not uh, spend a ton of time talking about it. Of course, we've got two favorite horses that we've hopped on board here in the Kentucky Derby, our good friends, Flatulence and Fully Extended. We're going to be rooting for them right now. It is, um, well, Uncle Mo is still one of the the favorites, and I'm forgetting who the favorites is. Uh, was it not Die Hard, but um, Dialed In. I don't know why I got Die Hard. About. Dialed In at 4-1. to one. Trainer Nick Zito, jockey Julian Laparo is the favorite. So we'll uh, see. It's, it, uh, most experts say it is probably the most wide-open Kentucky Derby on the cusp of it. On the initial look at it, there is absolutely no dominant horse, no great horse. The only one that had that potential was Uncle Mo, and he got the dreaded uh, stomach at least that's what they're calling it, a little stomach flu, little stomach virus, ran third, a lazy third in the Wood Memorial. One or fully extended ran on the Wood Memorial. It's possible. I think he was an early entry in that event. But um, so Uncle Mo, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll come out of it. But I guess the point I'm trying to make here, we'll get ready for a quick break here. We'll talk some baseball. We come back to 888-463-6748. Watch. We haven't had a Triple Crown winner. How many years have it been, David? 26, 27 years? I think it's more than that. Wasn't it back in the 70s? Well, you got secretary, it was the 70s. I thought there was one after that. Horse racing guy like myself should know that. But we haven't had one for a long time. We've had some great horses come along. We've had some horses win the Derby, win the, the uh, Preakness, and then they can't get it done in the Belmont. Close. 
But no cigar. By the way, cigar, great horse, triple crown winner. Watch. This year, when there's no great horses, the most wide-open derby, when you least expect it, it'll bite you on the hiney. Watch. This year, somewhere, somehow, we're going to find a triple crown winner out of this uh, range of mediocre horses. Yes, sir. It was 1978. Secretariat or Alidar? Affirmed. Who? Affirmed. Ah, Affirmed battled Alidar. I Wasn't that it? I don't know. Yeah, I think I Affirmed and Alidar had that great. Okay. Because you had three of them in the 70s. You had Secretariat in 73, Seattle Slough in 77, ah, love and Seattle then Affirmed Slough. in 78. Okay, so we had a run, 88, 98, 2000, 33 years. Wow. Almost since you've been born, David Olson. I think this is the year. They say there's no great horse, no dominant horse. You watch. Whoever wins the Derby might just pull it off. We'll take a quick break. Big dog, or uh, coach, minus the big dog today. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, other side of the glass. Phone lines wide, spanking, open. Give us a call. Dial it up. 888 Back in 49.3 seconds. We're on a tight schedule. Your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. David, I was filling out an application today, one of those uh, painful applications for yada, yada, yada. And it said, uh, in case of emergency, who to notify? I tried something different. This, You know what I put in? I put my doctor. Right? It's an emergency. I don't, you know. Wife is nice, you know, friend, sister, aunts, and uncle. In case of it's a real emergency, notify my doctor. That's the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say about <laughs> anything. <laughs> Thank you very much. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Coach, flying solo today back here on the uh, Two Guys at a Mike Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Great weekend coming up. Lots of uh, Sports action, we'll talk about that more. At least we'll do our best one-hour show. Sometimes it flies by. We don't get to some stories, but uh, we do the best we can. And, again, you want to dial it in and uh, check in, play the co-pilot if you want, strap in. Remember, your seat cushion can be used as a flotation device. 888 the phone number. Uh, by the way, before we leave the Bulls, it should be a good game three tonight. I think the Atlanta Hawks I, are going to give the uh, – they might win tonight. Hawks might win tonight. Bulls win game four. Bulls win game five. Atlanta wins games. Maybe so. That's where I'm going. I'm going seven games. Back at the United Center. Bulls win. Atlanta Hawks, not a bad team. And the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, I know they won 62 games in the regular season. I understand it. Okay. But let us go back. Let us, you know, dialed in as the favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Let's go dialed back a little bit. Let's go back to the start of the year where the Chicago Bulls were still kind of an upstart team. 
we were hoping for one round playoff win, maybe a second round playoff win, and get to the championship. We had a phenomenal regular season. If you want to rise the expectations, that's fine. I'm sure the players are the first ones to do that. But take it easy. We're not the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, We're not the uh, Chicago Bulls of the mid-80s. Mid-90s, whatever it was when Michael Jordan was winning all those championships. It's still a young, upstart Chicago Bull team. Every victory in the playoffs is big. If we, uh, you know, lose a game or lose a playoff series, it's not the, uh, you know, the, the, the end of, uh, Chicago Bull basketball as we know it. They're going to come back next year. So, uh, again, 62 wins in the regular season. Maybe, just maybe, gave us a little bit of false expectations. I still hope. And they certainly got a shot to make it to the NBA championship. But uh, I guess the point I'm trying to make is let's, let's just remember who the Bulls are. They are not, you know, the great Celtic teams and Laker teams of, of days gone by. We can get a little carried away with the 62 wins. Uh, one other note of the Bulls. Sportsmanship award given out in the NBA. I like that. Some people may sound a little bit corny. You know, we've had the, uh, what, the most improved player, best defensive player, the MVP, the coach of the year. People are all awarded out. But I saw a small note in the paper, Sportsmanship Award, Chicago Bull Luol Dang finishing in second place. I don't know if it's the writers or the players that vote on this, referees, not sure who, but pretty cool. Stefan Curry, the young kid out of Duke, shooting guard for Golden State, love watching him play, outstanding player. He won the Sportsmanship Award. Congrats to him, but uh, let us not take a Luol Dang for granted. He took a lot of abuse, too, from a bunch of Yahoo Chicago Bull fans. But Luol Dang, not only having a great season, he's a solid, solid NBA scorer. He's not a superstar, but he's really good. You could talk to just about every NBA coach, and they'd love to have Luol Dang on their ball club. But you got who, and who, who voted? Yes, this is how it's decided. Every it's not, team- not internet sports talk hosts, I don't think. No, no, no. Okay. It's not. Each team nominates a player from their own team. Cool. Okay. From those 30 players, uh, a panel decides on six finalists, and then the players vote league-wide on those six players. Okay. So a panel picks the top six. Interesting. And then the players vote. All right. So the, the, it, his teammates, I'm assuming, uh, probably help select him as the player, and then the panel picks him among the top six, and the rest of the guys around the league, that's the ultimate compliment you can get. Pick him as the second bet. But, yeah, let's not take Luol Dang for granted. For granted, rather. I mean, a heck of a ball player. Great defender. Great defender. You watch him in game two against Joe Johnson. He was all arms and legs. I mean, that's the way you play defense. Not just moving your feet. Got the hands out, too. Active with the hands. Active with the feet. Johnson had nowhere to go. Even in game one where Johnson scored 34 points. Not necessarily bad defense by Luol Dang. A couple of times when he lapsed. But there were some times he played great D, and Johnson was just unconscious. Yes, David? Uh, Dang did win the award in 2006. Yes, uh, 2007. Dang. Yeah. So, you know, not only a great player, and, of course, you uh, follow his history where he was born, what, in Sudan, grew up in England, as his father traveled around, very unique history. But he's a totally cool guy. Very, very cool game. Let's not take him for granted. A great athlete, great basketball player, and obviously one extremely well-respected about the league, around the league. So congrats to uh, Luol Deng. Game two tonight, you got Miami Heat taking on the Celtics. We will see if Boston can find a way to get a victory or if Miami's going to uh, continue to roll on. I think there's some storylines, to say the least, in that particular game. So we'll uh, 
keep an eye on that. And then over the weekend, we got Dallas Mavericks taking on the Lakers, Oklahoma City, and Memphis. So good stuff happening in the NBA. Again, you want to check in, talk some NBA coach right here for you, flying solo today. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. The phone number. Another good matchup, and I know it's early, and you don't want to put too much significance on a series. But I'm looking forward, looking forward to watching the Cincinnati Red Stockings visit our Chicago Cubs this weekend down at Wrigley Field. In fact, David Olson, after this show today, there's a slight chance, slight chance I may just meander down to Wrigley. You think tickets available today? I know they've been the Cubs. Had their worst month in a long time for selling. T- I got a feeling today though might be a big crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be a beautiful day. Yep, it's a Friday. Yep, uh, but there'll be uh, plenty of tickets to be had down on Sheffield or mm-hmm. on Clark. Got two now. Who needs two? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You use the right expression to be had. Yeah. Last time I bought a ticket down there, the guy t- told me, had me walk over like three blocks to a Taco Bell. And the deal came down at a Taco Bell. I thought I was going to be accosted somewhere. Security! But, uh, all right. Any, any place you recommend getting a ticket right off the yellow station? I know you got the Hawkers there, or do you like guys closer to the ballpark? No, I usually get them right off the L. Right off the L? Yeah, get, get right off the L. Okay. So. Hour in advance? Half hour in advance? Or do you wait till like five minutes before game time? I wait till the national anthem. There you go. Get them cheaper. Exactly. They're willing to wheel and deal a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like the voice of experience, David Olson. I may take you up on that. I got the urge to go to a Cubs game, but either way, I think it's going to be a good series. Yeah, I've, ne- I've, I've never bought a ticket to Wrigley from the box office. Really? Ever. Ever. Of course, I should say, really, I haven't either. Usually when I go to a game, it's with a friend. A couple times I've bought tickets uh, outside the park. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I've ever gone to the box office and paid. Well, it used to be hard to get the tickets. Now it's a little bit easier. Tom Ricketts might have bought the club at the wrong moment. Cub fever is not quite as high as what it used to be, but uh, I think it could be a good series taking on Cincinnati Reds this weekend. Reds are favorites in the division. They've won a couple of games in a row. So far, rather nondescript start for Cincinnati. They're kind of struggling. They're looking to break out. Again, they've won two in a row, 16 and 15 on the season. Joey Votto, last year's surprise MVP. He's playing good ball. I think he's hitting around 340, 350. I don't think he's played all the games. Jay Bruce, the young sensation from uh, a couple of years ago, he's hitting the heck out of the ball of late. He's batting about 333, so uh should be interesting. And you got the Cubs coming off a couple of game win streak. Good road trip where they went 4-3. and three. This is a battle. Two top contenders. We'll see if the Cubs can hold their own. Again, it's not a critical series, but I think it's an early indicator, and I think it'll be uh, pretty good baseball. This weekend, another pitching matchup. What do we got? We got Edison Volquez taking on Matt Garza. Not bad today. Then you got uh, uh, Bronson Arroyo. Bronson Arroyo taking on Casey Coleman. And I'm hoping for a Casey Coleman breakout here. Young kid has struggled, but to me, he's shown a little bit of, uh, he was an old-fashioned, a little bit of gumption. A little bit of gumption. Even though he's got hit, had trouble finding the strike zone. Kind of like the makeup of this kid. I'd love to see him have a breakout game on Saturday. Pitch the heck out of the ball. Knock off Bronson Arroyo, who's been struggling himself. Come on, Casey Coleman, get it done. Sunday, good pitching matchup. Ryan Dempster back in action. Ryan Dempster taking on Johnny Cueto. Here he comes, riding up on the white horse. Johnny Cueto, his first pitching performance of the year. 
How about that? Where the hell's Johnny Cueto been? I don't know if it was a hamstring injury. Maybe he and Carlos Boozer have both been uh, suffering turf toe together. We will see. But I think it's going to be a good series. So we'll see if the Cubs can get it done. If we have to, we'll talk some Chicago White Sox baseball as well. Real quick, let's go out to the phone lines. Check it in on line number 19. He dialed in. You can, too, at 888-463-6748. We'll talk some baseball before he leaves us. He is going to, I don't know if he knows this or not, he's going to give us his pick in the Kentucky Derby. It's our good friend Brady checking in on line 19. Brady, how are you? Brady, are you there? We lost Brady. See that? I told him he was going to pick the Kentucky Derby, and he got scared. We'll see if we can get him back. 888-463-6748, the phone number. But uh, I like that Sunday uh, Sunday pitching matchup. Cueto taking on Ryan Dempster. Oh, we got him back, and not on line 19. Let's try line 18. Brady, are you there? Well, line 19 seems to be a little bit defunct, Coach. Yeah. you got to get that fixed. Apparently. Well, the first 17 lines are lit, but when I saw the name Brady up there on line 19, I said, forget about those other 17 callers. We go right to a Brady <laughs> stiff. How are you, my friend? Well, Coach, you know, this is one of the only times where I come out of my cave, uh, unlike Osama bin Laden. Um, <laughs> oh, is that too soon? Sorry. <laughs> ah, you're uh, okay. Yeah, the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, Coach. Not only that, but Arlington ah. opens today. You're you're the other one in Chicago that's looking forward to both of those. <laughs> the other one, huh? Yeah, it's unbelievable. The other, there's only two of us? Uh, just about. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is Arlington... Going to be able to stay open all year long, or is there a threat they could close midstream? Uh, no, I, I would think that um, they'll stay open because I'm not sure what the rules are as far as you know the Illinois Racing Board um, with Arlington staying open. But they've got 86 days of racing on tap, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the signs are early. Signs are good. Let's put it that way. Uh, they what? did institute some new rules. Um, I think it's. If there's six or less horses in the field, mm-hmm. the advertised purse will be will actually be 15% less. So they're trying to get more horses in these fields so that more people will be attracted to bet on them. Bigger mm-hmm. horses, longer odds, more money to be made. So Okay. So when you say the early signs are good, you're not talking about attendance at Arlington Park. Uh, well, <laughs> well, they are offering free admission today. So nice. Going to the park, yeah, free Ooh. admission. Maybe I should go there instead of the Cubs. I get a rare afternoon off, Brady said. Maybe I was thinking of going to the Cubs game. What time does Arlington open today? Uh, 3 o'clock post time. They're, they're, actually, the gates might be open right now, but uh, <laughs> 3 o'clock post time today, wow. first race. I think wow. they got 10 on the card. Are you going to be there saddling up? Well, actually, I'm a little bit under the weather. That's the only reason I can call in today, Coach. I, I usually... Uh, uh, I'm at school this time of day, but I'm a little bit under the weather, mm-hmm. uh, and that allows me to not only listen to your show, but call in. Outstanding. We highly recommend that to everybody, <laughs> not only listening, but calling in. Uh, uh, school teachers sick at home is actually, I think, our third top listening audience. We're very big with people that are not feeling well, Brady. Uh, right I behind, I believe, taxi cab drivers, and, of course, our number one audience has and probably always will be breastfeeding moms at home. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but you if, you're not, cater to someone. if you're not feeling good, I highly recommend listening to our show. I can't guarantee you're going to feel any better, but uh, maybe what it is, Brady, is the pain of listening to our show makes your actual pain not so bad. I guess so, Coach. I mean, it's got to yeah. be something. We should be piped into hospitals. Yeah. yeah. You know, you <laughs> exactly. Got, you got a catheter in you. You know, we can make life a little easier. 
now, under the weather is one of my picks in the Kentucky Derby. I've got him uh, possible, but uh, we got the big... I don't see him in the field, Coach. That must be a Well, that's the problem. You, you don't look long enough. <laughs> we've also got a couple horses we've been hanging on. Flatulence, I think, is going to be a... Con- if Flatulence can get to the front, Brady, I think he's going to... I think he'll run uh, uncontested. Why is that, Coach? Think about it. <laughs> Now, also another horse that we've uh, adopted over the course of the week, fully extended. And we, uh-huh. think, we think fully extended running from behind could pull out a strong close. He's one of my horses to look out for as well. <laughs> All uh, right. I'll, I'll be sure to take a look at him on, uh, yeah. on Derby Day. By the way, he was not an early entry, in case you're asking. Oh, All right. Okay. Now, assuming those horses do not win, <laughs> give me an idea, Brady Stiff. Uh, I like pants on fire lit, ridden by the... Uh, Beautiful and lovely Anna Dubrovnik. That's my pick to win it all. But give me a one, two, three. Who are some of the horses of Brady Stiff might be saddling up to come 545 tomorrow afternoon? Well, this is a race with a lot of speed, although one of the speed horses uh, scratched out this morning. Uncle Mo has been the favorite since uh, last November. Officially he scratched, scratched out. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a little bit under the weather as well. Yep. Stomach virus, uh, so right? Make, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The gastrointestinal in, intestinal thing. Mm. He, uh, did not come up with a, uh, a good race last time out, and they uh, found out he was sick, and he hasn't fully recovered. Uh, I do like Pants on Fire. Uh, I, do, I do like that horse. Also, Dialed In is, is the favorite yep. uh, with good reason. Um, a, a horse I would like if it wasn't for his post position is Arch, 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 coming out of the number one hole. That's tough. You, you, we, we saw what happened with Looking at Lucky last year. We know how good Looking at Lucky was, but he ran into – all kinds of trouble coming from the one hole last year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's no good coming from that one hole. So pants on fire dialed in. Uh, this British horse, Master of Hounds, I've heard a lot of good things about. Uh, Garrett Gomez is really high on this horse, the jockey. The trainer's actually coming over from Europe, which is always a good sign when a trainer makes a trip over from Europe. Uh, obviously, it's the Kentucky Derby, one of the biggest races, but him coming over is always a good sign. I like Midnight Interlude out of the 15-hole. Um Animal Kingdom out of the 16 uh, post position, and then sold that and narrow as well. This mm-hmm. coach, this race is wide open. I, I could make a case for almost any horse in this race. Yeah, people have said, experts have said, probably the most wide open Kentucky Derby in, in recent memory. Definitely, and, no. and with Uncle Mo and with Uncle Mo going out, it's, it's yep. that much more wide open. Mm-hmm. No dominant horse. Now, I made the comment pretty now if you were listening earlier or not. We haven't had a triple crown winner in 30 three years and you're a young man yeah. so you haven't you've never seen a triple crown winner nope come close a few times uh-huh um, so let's go back so, to real real quiet big brown in 2008 he had a chance uh, going into the belmont oh there's there's been a bunch yeah one two yeah. what was the one that that had it one and then all of a sudden in the back stretch some horse came out we used to have the tape replay of it it was unbelievable some horse just came out of nowhere in the back stretch and knocked him off and now i can't remember I know real quiet lost by a nose on the Belmont. Yeah, it wasn't real quiet. So Charismatic, real... maybe? No, no, more recent. More, more recently some, than that. Something smile. It was, a, it was a female name or something um, like that. Like seven, eight uh, years ago. I don't remember. And, and he had it one. You know, he was leading. Coming right. around the stretch. And here, and then all of a sudden, like a dart, some horse pulled out of nowhere and came from behind. I can still hear the call because we used to play it on our old morning break radio show. I'll, I'll get the name before the end of the show. But uh, all, right. all right. But the point I was trying to make, Brady, is, is in a year when we least expected, no obvious great horse, what are the odds that the winner of the Derby here 
all of a sudden wins the Preakness, wins the belt when we least expect it, we may find a triple crown winner this year. You never know. Hey, you, know, you never know. You never know. These these horses are three year olds. They're getting they're getting better. They've hardly reached their ceiling. So they, mm-hmm. yeah, they, although I mean, five, three races, three long races in five weeks. Yep. Um, I, I'm almost beginning to think that it's too tough for for modern modern horse racing yeah. the way these horses are handled. Today's okay. horses are really really uh, pampered, aren't they? I mean, come on. Oh God, yeah. Come on. Three races in five they're, weeks. They're lucky to get. They're lucky to get two races in six weeks, and yeah. now they're gonna they're gonna have to race three times That's in five weeks. Soft. Today's horses yeah. are soft, Brady. What can I tell you? I mean, back in the day, we used to race horses, you know, once a week, six, yeah. seven, six, oh, yeah. seven races in a month. That's nothing. Yeah. Get yeah. these three-year-old right. horses today. They're soft. That's what I all like. I heard some expert liken. It's so hard to pick three-year-olds. They liken the three-year-old horses are about similar in age to. Human beings at the 16, 17 year old age. Yeah, I would definitely uh, agree with that. Still maturing, you know, they mm-hmm. haven't uh, haven't reached their full potential yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you, you could liken them to a high school football athlete, okay. so to speak. And we know how unpredictable and temperamental teenagers can be. It's similar hey, with three years old and people yeah. people try to make a living. You know, exactly. try to make money betting on three year olds. That's why it's probably in the long run a losing proposition. Yeah, right. exactly. But if you had to pick one, uh, who are you going with? Um, you know, I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Dialed In. I think um, he's going to need some racing luck, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a race like this where, you know, now there's 19 horses. I mean, he's he's a closer anyway, so he's going to have to find a way, but he's got a good jockey for it. Julian Leperu is one of the best in the world. So I'll go with Dialed In. I hate to pick chalk, but um, I think with a lot of speed in the race, it sets up for a closer, mm-hmm. and Dialed In may be the best closer in the field. Beautiful. Beautiful. Brady, we appreciate you checking in. Hope you feel better. What uh, what school are you teaching at these days? Uh, I'm not teaching. I'm actually at the Illinois Center for Broadcasting doing some learning. Ah, not teaching but going to school. Yes. Outstanding. Yes, yes, yes. And you got a uh, show that some of our folks can listen to? Uh, I do. It's, uh, it's called On the Sidelines. Uh, it is on the website is it, Chicagoland. The, the story of What's your that? athletic career? Uh, somewhat. It, it's a very short story, so we've got to come up with some uh, some filler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's on uh, ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Mm-hmm. It's on Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. Central Time, and then Sundays, uh, 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. So check Beautiful. it out. Beautiful. All right, hey, boy, we appreciate it, Brady. Check in uh, early and often, and remember, if you're not feeling well, TheTalkZone.com is the place to come to. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. I right, hope you don't have the same virus that Uncle Mo does. I'll try to cure it. All right, Brady, thank you. Brady checking in. You can do it. Uh, 888-463-6748. Picking the favorite dialed in, but Brady, like so many experts, a lot of horses he mentioned that are uh, contenders to win it all. It's going to be fun to watch. Kentucky Derby, at least for the few people that still watch horse racing. Ooh, Arlington opening at 3 o'clock today, huh? I may have to head out there. David, I might need company. Any chance you can uh, leave the job behind, take an early dismissal? And... Sadly, I can't. Show's all you afternoon. So. You don't want to saddle up with me around 3 o'clock, huh?
That'd be nice. I'd, I'd love to do that. I, okay. I used to live right by Arlington Park and used to go there all yeah. the time. It's an easy end. Especially on Fridays. Especially on yep. Fridays. Got a little music playing? Yeah, they had the parties in the park. Free admission today. You bet a couple of bucks a race. They can't win too much of your money. You get down low, watch the horse. Beautiful thing. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. When we come back, we'll talk some baseball. Also got a little boxing match this week. I want to bring that up. Some stories off the sports page as well. Take your phone call. Big dog out today. Phone line's open. 888-463-6748. Brady did it. You can too. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone i don't like the way that guy says once again like it's repetitive like it's boring get a new voiceover i don't like that guy 888-463-6748 the phone number welcome back final session of the two guys and a mic show talkzone.com for the week, we'll be back at you Monday at 10. Actually, we might not be back at you Monday at 10. might be a replay show. I think i got to be out Monday. We're not sure about the big dog. But uh, either way, tune in. Of course, you can archive any of our old shows by going to TalkZone.com or directly to our website, www.Mike2Guys at AOL. I'm sorry, www.2GuysMike.com. It's very confusing because our AOL address is Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Hope people are taking notes at home. There'll be a test on this material later in the show. By the way, before we uh, get back to baseball, good boxing match tonight. Tomorrow night. Now, I've never gone. I have never paid for pay-per-view. I don't even know how you do it. What do you do? You call up? No, mostly on a lot of the new cable boxes and everything like that. All you have to do is click a button. You Mm -hmm. don't even need to call. Yeah. Yep, you just have to you call up the channel. Our cable hit. box is about two or three years old. I don't you know should, if we have you, should, you should be able really? to do that. Yeah. Ooh, that's, so if my yeah. kid accidentally hits a button, I'm in for nineteen ninety nine. Well, well, they ask you like two or three times, are okay. you sure you want to purchase this? Okay. So you can't just automatically hit it. In order. Right, well, there, yeah. there is a chance. If it's a lonely Saturday night, if I haven't saddled up with anybody after the Kentucky Derby, that I might be tuning to Manny Paquayo taking on Sugar Shane Mosley. Good stuff. Good, good match. Now, Floyd Merriweather Jr., he's the prize, but he doesn't want to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao just yet. But uh worth the price of admission. Well, maybe it's not worth the price of admission because the actual fight, they're probably charging 300 400 bucks. But worth worth the uh, hitting the button and paying nineteen ninety nine to watch Manny Pacquiao fight. I read some guy, was it in the uh, one of the sports pages today, he called Manny Pacquiao the best athlete in America right now. Now, if I go that, Far, I don't know, boxing displays all the athleticism, but he is good. He's fun to watch. And none of this heavyweight stuff where they throw a fight or throw a punch, 
back up. They lean on each other. The referee separates them. They dance for a little bit. Barely dance. Nobody dances like Muhammad Ali anymore. Throw a punch, you know, another punch, and they, they hug and embrace. Referee separate. Boring. These guys get after. They throw some punches. They get their money's worth. The Manny Pacquiao, very, very good. By the way, have you seen the Manny Pacquiao? He was on Jimmy Kimmel. And he's got a YouTube video out there. He's a pretty good singer. Pretty good singer. There's a classic video you got to watch on YouTube with uh, Will Ferrell. And they're singing uh, the Beatles, Imagine. And you keep away. Will Ferrell's, uh, Manny Pacquiao's decked out in his, um, just, you know, t- it was like red and blue, but, but T-shirt, very casual. Very hip looking. And Will Ferrell comes out there sitting in the chair and he's wearing the entire white sport coat, white tux, white pants, you know, matching white on white tie. And you wait for Will to, it's on Jimmy Kimmel. And you wait for him to like make fun of it. He doesn't. He's a pretty good singer. And they actually sing a, you know, 95% serious. A little bit of Will Ferrell sneaks in a couple of times, but for the most part, it's a pretty damn good rendition of a match. Manny Pacquiao, the boxer. Who would have thought that? Or I guess it's just to say, imagine that. His big song is, do you remember, um, you're probably too young, David. Dan Hill's, um, and sometimes when we touch. I'm familiar with the song. Top, you are or not? I am. Yeah. I am. Top 10, like, sappy song of all time. But I'm, I'm a long time sappy song guy. I'm an England Dan John Ford Coley. I go for the sappy song. And he's pretty good doing that, too. You could check that out on YouTube. Manny Pacquiao, who would have thunk a pretty good voice. Isn't it Pacquiao? Whatever. Pacquiao? I thought that's how it was pronounced, Pacquiao. I like his boxing. I mispronounced his name. I'm sorry. You're probably right. You're probably right. But that's uh, that's going on this weekend, too. Too bad it's pay-per-view, so more people couldn't watch it. But uh, that should be outstanding. Back to the baseball here. We'll finish up the show. Talk a little baseball. 888-463-6748. We talked about the Cubs taking on the Reds home series here at Wrigley. Hopefully the weather will hold out. There is rain predicted. Hope they get all three games in. But uh, the White Sox on the road. And I would think if you're a White Sox player right now, that's a real good place to be. Because if you're not Carlos Boozer, the most uh, next unpopular people in the city of Chicago collectively are the 25 guys of the managerial staff that do make up your Chicago White Sox. They're at Seattle, so they're nice and far away. I'm not getting down on the Sox yet. Frustrating start. Depressing start. But, uh, hey, still a chance. Still, It's only April. It's only April. Well, not quite. It's May 7th, but it's close to April. See if they can start the turnaround at Seattle. Not an easy task. It seems like when you're in a slump, you just can't catch a break. Again tonight, the White Sox open up against Seattle's uh, superstar pitcher, Felix Hernandez. Cy Young Award winner for last year. They've, they, you know, again, no excuse to the White Sox players would be the first to tell you no excuse, but they have faced top pitchers for the other team who always seem to be on top of their game. Now, whether that's them being good or the White Sox being bad, only Carlos Boozer's hairdresser knows for sure. But that seems to be the case. But a little three-game series at Seattle. Come on, Sox. Let's start to turn it around on the positive side for the White Sox fans. And, again, you want to talk some baseball here, phone lines open, 888 Big Dog recuperating, apparently, from a Cinco de Mayo celebration, which he said he would not do. But, you know, hey, a lot happens between the end of our show and the start of the celebration of Cinco de Mayo. But uh, Jake Peavy, 
Jake Peavy may be back in action for the White Sox. Scheduled to pitch, not in Charlotte, but at the major league level. He's going to open up for the White Sox, assuming he does not have any arm problems after pitching yesterday on Wednesday. So if they can get a little bit of a run on the road, and Jake Peavy comes back, gives him a little bit, a little bit of a boost, who knows? Who knows? I would think your goal, if you're Ozzie Guillen and the White Sox, you can't think about sweeping every series and going on a 15-game win streak. Obviously, if that comes, it's great. Just play better baseball and try to win series. And slowly creep your way back, maybe at all-star break, 500. Maybe even a game or two under 500. You hope the Cleveland Indians do not keep playing testosterone-induced baseball. Detroit Tigers showing a little bit of signs of light. But you got to figure if you can work your way back up to 500 with half a season left, you still got a shot. The leaders are still in your uh, rear-view mirror or your front-view mirror or whatever mirror you're looking in. So then that's a realistic goal. It's only April. That's my motto for the White side. Even if they're losing. In mid-June, I'm sticking with the Chicago White. What was their motto this year? All in? I keep forgetting. Different mottos, different teams. All in, I think next year's motto <laughs> for the White Sox, it's only April. That might be our motto for for like the next 10 years. Mid-June, we're 12 games back, it's only April. Chicago White Sox baseball, good seats still available. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Yeah, PV coming back on Wednesday. That's good news for the White Sox fans, and we'll see if they can uh, get after a Seattle team over the weekend. Ichiro! I used to do that all the time on the morning break radio show. Ichiro Suzuki. Very much like what I said about Chicago Bull, Lou Aldang. He gets taken for granted. We don't appreciate his greatness, but uh, what a phenomenal player he's been for a number of years. Haven't checked his batting average this year. Haven't seen him on a lot of highlights. So I don't know what he's doing this year, but I know Ichiro Suzuki has been consistent. A consistently great hitter and fielder and throw. He's still one of the few guys in Major League Baseball that can still throw the ball home, and nail a runner. I mean, you talk about lost arts and sports. Does anybody practice that anymore? You watch the last five years on fly balls to the outfit when there's plays at home. If I could pick any single skill in baseball that has diminished in the years that I've been watching baseball, it is the not very complicated, very simple throw home. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not a complicated task. Practice it. Get stronger with your... The only explanation I can give you, because the athletes today are they're bigger, stronger, quicker, faster. Or as Stacey King would say, you know, too big, too quick, too strong, too good. But somehow, outfielders cannot throw the ball accurately to home plate with any kind of power anymore. Either the thing looks like a wounded duck, or it's a hard throw and it's way off a little. Practice. Get out there and practice the throws home. Yes, David. Uh, Mr. Suzuki is batting a very respectable 311 for the season so far. See, there you go. Consistent. I'm a big fan of the consistent guy. He he has been solid. Yeah, and for the most part, I think uh, you know he hasn't gotten any trouble. You don't read about Ichiro in the uh, newspaper. Hopefully, he doesn't pull a shin choo choo over the weekend. But uh, so you know, underrated here in Chicago, we don't get to see a lot of Seattle Mariner baseball. But he is greatness personified on the baseball field. Ichiro. Suzuki. All right, uh, so let's go on to some other baseball from yesterday. Real quick, real quick, round them up and wrap them up. Two guys in a Mike style. Tampa Bay 
knocked off Toronto three to one. I think the Blue Jays had won the first couple of games of this series, some of them in dramatic fashion. Actually, a pretty good series between those two teams. Ended yesterday, Tampa Bay salvaging one game. They win 3-1. to one. David Price, he's been good this year. Not great. Not great, but last night he was great. Eight and two-thirds innings, ten strikeouts. So uh, Deep Price gets the win for Tampa Bay. Cleveland Indians, they've been great. What a nice story this is. Thank goodness for the... Fans of Cleveland frustrated with their Cleveland Browns for so many years, the Cleveland Cavaliers losing LeBron, and they thought they were in for another year of mediocrity with the Cleveland Indians, but uh, no siree. They are playing some serious ball this year. They appear to be the real deal. Let's hope they don't completely collapse. I know I'm a White Sox fan, and I'm not saying I want the Cleveland Indians to win the division. I want the White Sox too, but I also hope Cleveland doesn't completely collapse and depress the Cleveland sports fans out there who are uh, already depressed and up. But the Indians win 4-3 to three yesterday, taking eight of their last nine different heroes every day. As Drupal Cabrera, he's been a hero just about every day, came up with a couple of big hits. And Ryan Sweeney, it was a 12-inning game. So they pull it off in close range, 12-inning game. Ryan Sweeney goes 5-6. for six. Five hits in one game. Major League Baseball record. Without looking at it, I'm going to guess there's been a few guys over the years that have gotten six hits in a game, I'm thinking. Can't be more than six. But that's got to be close to the record. Ryan Sweeney, five for six yesterday. Not bad. And I'm Angels, my pick at the start of the year to win the Super Bowl, to win the Derby, to win the NBA championship, to win the whole enchilada, the Anaheim Angels. And I ain't changing that pick. They look good. They look solid. They take two out of three, beat the Red Sox yesterday, 11 to nothing. Boston won game one, and then the Red Sox came, or the Anaheim Angels came back in the last couple games. Bobby Abreu starting to break out. He had kind of a slow start to the season, but he had a three-run homer yesterday, four RBIs. Eric Ibar got four hits, different stars and different times for the Anaheim Angels. They don't have the superstar hitter, but uh, they got players top to bottom. They got a good pitching set. Jared Weaver, Dan Heron, pretty good front of the pitching staff, and they got maybe the best manager in baseball. I'm a big Mike Sosha fan. So Anaheim knocks off the uh, Red Sox 11-0. Tigers, three in a row for Detroit. Yankees lose their third in a row. Detroit, 6-3 to three over the Yankees. A.J. Burnett for the Yanks actually had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning, but he gave up a couple of runs because the Yankees couldn't pick up the baseball. So the Tigers uh, defeat the Yanks second in a row, three straight for the Tigers. And again, the Yankees have lost three in a row. Cincinnati beat Houston yesterday, 10-4. to Jay Bruce, three hits and a home run. St. Louis and Florida, what a good series that was. Talk about some quality, intense, well-played early season baseball. The Florida Mariners, the Florida Mariners, the Florida Marlins, who are hanging with the Philadelphia Phillies, and that's not easy because the Phillies are basically winning about three out of every four games. But Florida is, uh, you know, they're only a couple games back. They've been a game back, been tied as close as early this week. But that was a good series. Cardinals are playing good baseball, too. Tony LaRusso, Dave Duncan, and company. They lose Adam Wainwright. They always find a way. You can get mad with St. Tony. You can get mad at the Cardinals because they're the arch rival of the Cubs here in Chicago. But you got to respect the fact that they always find guys that can fill in and that play good baseball. Cardinals beat Florida yesterday 6-3. to They still lead the division. Albert Pools appears to be back on track. Watch out, National League. Pools goes 3-3. Three for three And Lance Berkman. Lance Berkman on fire. I mean, maybe right now the best middle-of-the-order lineup in all of baseball, Matt Halliday. Happy Holidays.
He is happy holidays right now. Matt Holiday leading the National League in batting. What is he here? He's your three-stick. You got Pujols hitting again at four. Lance Berkman is the classic number five hitter. And he's cutting down on his strikeouts this year. He's hitting 300. He's hitting home runs. And he's hitting homers when they count. Leads the National League in RBI. So that's pretty good. Pretty good three, four, five the Cardinals have going for him right now. I think the Cubs take on the Cardinals next week. That's going to be a good series. Finally, in the baseball roundup, up, wrap them up from yesterday. Philadelphia Phillies knock off Washington seven and three. Phillies have just been rolling. Absolutely rolling. Roy, Roy Halladay. Just another walk in the park. Just another day at the races for Roy Halladay. Seven innings. Ten strikeouts. Six hits. Gave up a couple of runs. Wasn't dominant. He's been dominant in a couple of the games, but I mean, this guy. You talk about Ichiro being consistent. Roy Halladay is the very essence of consistency. He has been impressive. All right. We got to wrap it up. The clock says, uh, 1056. We go into our award winning closeout here. Want to thank everybody for listening today. We much, much appreciate it. Not just today, but the entire week. Monday might be a replay show, folks, but we'll be back at you live Tuesday at 10 o'clock. We appreciate each and every listener on our two guys in a mic listening audience. We really, really do. Hope you have a great weekend out there. Let's root for our sports teams. Kentucky Derby, don't forget to uh, take a peek. The best two minutes in life outside the bedroom, as my old radio partner used to say. David Olson, our producer, phenomenal job all week long. Thanks for putting up with us, Dave. And uh, TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic. We are signing off. Have an outstanding weekend, everybody, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there.